Hold up, y'all hear that? Sounds like that new black anime. Let's go. You all about that action. That slice of life. Hey, yo, Eric, keep that slice of life. Yo, Eric, you it's like i just always compared anime to naruto that's the same all right bro that nigga was strong i'm not even close yo he couldn't even kill What's good, everybody? I want to welcome y'all to another episode or another new episode of the Black Anime Podcast, where we talk about anime, manga, webtoons, culture, all that and more. And today we are here on this wondrous Juneteenth, okay? Juneteenth, <laughs> oh on wondrous Juneteenth. Um, yes. To bring y'all another, another. Uh, I mean, as y'all know, I, I usually try to wait a little bit to bring in a topic, but another interview with uh, an amazing black creative that we have here with us today. But you know, Woo! before we start that, um, let me let me introduce stuff to me as always. It's your main man here, Aaron, aka the Lost Homie, aka the Anime Anthology. And today it's a little, we, we a little different this time. You, you, you might have heard her, but we don't got Bo here for this interview. We got. Um, our main girl on this pod on the pod. Go ahead, Brax. Hey, everybody! It's Braxton, aka Rooney, aka the Tiny Giant, doing this interview. Hopefully, I don't mess it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just heard him laughing in the background, we got Lamard here. Um, yes, yes. He gonna run down himself, but I'm gonna run it down myself oh, yeah. too. But uh, we this is this is an interview that's been planned for about two months now. So everything we do is ahead. Everything we do is ahead of time. <laughs> So we we always no, man, listen, listen, this is the perfect time actually. Like I would want no other day to come in and do this interview with you guys than on Juneteenth. So this is this is perfect actually. I, I feel that. the same way. Yeah, man, that's perfect time. <laughs> but introduce yourself, man. Tell 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 everybody what you do. Um, and yeah, tell why you why you why we got you on here. All that. Uh, my name is Lamar Chairman. My primary uh, my primary occupation uh, is as a filmmaker and as a business owner. Uh, currently, for the last five years, I've been working on developing a project called Captain Zero. Uh, it's an animated series about a black teenage superhero um, and his struggles with mental health. Uh, I started this project back in 2015, and this was way back before like there was even like a mental health anything. <laughs> um, and since then, yeah, we've been able to make like lots of strides and progress towards the show, and we're still making progress and strides towards the show uh, today. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that, that's primarily what I do. I'm also the CEO of Cutting Edge Studios. This is the uh, production company that does all of the work for Captain Zero. I know that's right. Mm -hmm. talk, <laughs> talk your shit. Talk that talk. Um, so yeah, we have him on here today to you know mainly talk about Captain Zero, but also maybe get a little dive into uh, what is cutting edge in that world as well. Because there's two, I saw two projects that they're doing there. So we you know, we interested in all of it, all mm. of it we interested in. So, um, but you know before before we before we get too far into the topic, you know let's bring it back, take a step back, get to the what's up, um, so y'all can check see how we're doing this week. You know, um, like you said, it's happy Juneteenth uh, to all my Black Americans. Happy Juneteenth, you know. Happy Juneteenth, man. Happy Juneteenth. Um, and uh, 
It's just a great day. It's just a great day, you know. Um, yes, it is. It's a great day. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's been, you know, turbulent times lately. You know what I mean? Verona's still around, you know what I'm saying? And uh, pro- a protest is still going on around the world for a lot of things. Oh, man, but, where, where are you guys based then? How are, but yeah, where are you guys based? Um, we're I'm all, in upstate New York. Yeah, he's in New York. New York. I'm, yeah, I'm in mm-hmm. New Jersey. We got two people from Delaware and somebody else from Maryland. So we're, the whole the whole pod, the whole squad, oh, okay. basics, yeah. You guys are way up north. See, I'm I'm down south. I'm in Florida, and our numbers just spiked like oh. crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's because y'all governor don't care about y'all. It's okay, he doesn't. Oh my he god. doesn't. Oh my god, he doesn't. <laughs> oh my god, don't even. Oh, don't even let me get into it. Right, right. <laughs> but we not. But you we know not- what though? I will say this though. I will say this on behalf of Florida, because <laughs> I have to come to that for my state. Because you know, I mean, my my state is where all the wild shit happens. It is. One, one thing I will say about Florida, though, the reason why there's been a big spike in cases is uh, not too long ago, there was spring break and everybody up north came down to Florida. I'm just saying that, that happened. That's that not a lie. A That's not a lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, before we get, um, I said before, but let's let's get into the what's up real quick. So we're going to ask, what have you been watching? What have you been reading? Manga, anime, whatever. Um, you know, whatever you've been doing, just to keep yourself busy, keep yourself happy in these times. And I'm going to let our guest first, Lamard. What have you been up to uh, the past week? You know what I mean? Oh, man, the past week I've been uh, putting the finishes touches on a, a project that I just released. But then uh, also, so I'm always doing like a bunch of things at the same time. I'm also currently right now writing a feature film for a class that I'm in right now. I'm getting my mm-hmm. master's degree at Full Sail University in film. Mm-hmm. I already have my okay. Yeah, and yeah, while doing all of that, been working on Captain Zero. Right now, we're getting ready to put out another animated teaser, another 30-second animated teaser. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Ooh. Oh, yeah, man. It's been a long time coming. Because the last time we put one out was like back in 2016. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, the, the, the streets need something. They need something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got we got a really, really great, talented animator that we uh, found not too long ago. Uh, he does really great, amazing work, and yeah, I, I can't wait for you guys to see it. Uh, it's gonna be really, really dope. Awesome. I'm sorry, we we actually watched it. Me, well, I watched it today. I, I've seen it before, but I watched it today again, and I gave it to Braxton to watch, and she watched it, and we both, we both, we both watching was like it made like it's very preliminary, like in the sketching of like that, like and not with like the colors and like that, but mm. just even with that, the the drawing is really well done. It's it's the the voiceover really good like it's very compelling the story mm. itself just from that like that that tease that you put out 40 35 45 seconds in 2019 mm. or whatever very mm. compelling and so it's I, I can't wait to see the next one. Oh, well thank you man thank you man we're, we're gonna go for bigger and better this time this this one will have color you know <laughs> like this one is gonna be we're gonna try to get it as close to animation quality which you see when it actually debuts on screen as possible we want to give you like pretty much like a first look of what the show will look like um so yeah really excited for that that's um, awesome that's awesome all right braxton you next what you've been what you've been doing um, I started my own business called Bejeweled for Braxton, and I just hand paint these hair clips. Um, so I've been doing that. Today was the first day of sales, and I've sold quite a bit. I'm pretty excited. Oh my god, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, thanks. You know, I, I can't believe it really because I didn't know anybody would want it, but in a pleasant turn of events, things are working out for me. Um, what else? 
Um, nothing really. We're just watching haiku and fairy tale. I don't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're happy for you always. Um, we retweeted her today. Um, her her thing. So if anybody's interested in looking at it, and you know, we go we go when when uh we, you know we work on some some stuff behind the scenes. You know, what I mean, some big stuff coming soon. But we we gonna get her to make some anime stuff. So if y'all if y'all looking <laughs> for some you know some of that. Anime jewelry, any any of that, we 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 gonna have y'all outfitted, okay? Y'all gonna be looking good, and y'all bejeweled by Braxton. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, next we have uh, oh myself, oh my gosh, I'm like, ooh, I be skipping past myself all the time. Um, I I actually have I've been watching a little bit this week, not too much. Um, let's see, I watched. I watched Mirai, the movie. It's on Netflix yesterday. Um, um, I need to watch A Whisker Away. I was going to do a review for it, but y'all lost out on that. I, I should have thought about this last week, so that's not happening. Um, I, I'm gonna binge. I got a binge watch BNA this weekend. And besides that, I've I've been slow on anime because I've been doing a lot of other stuff. Um, for the pod and outside the pod this week. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get up. I still gotta finish my mind. I got three watches. Um, because I, I need to finish that by the end of this end of this month. So I'm really next week. I'm about to be like watching anime for in a, a ridiculous amount of anime within one week. So um, next week when we have this conversation with who will we have on next week, Fabian, and uh, we have a guest on feature on next week, um, which I'm not going to tell you. It's a secret. Um, yeah. uh, when we when we when we get on that, then I'm gonna run down like at least 40 different anime I watched in one week. Y'all gonna think I'm crazy, oh but. <laughs> Oh, and I've been and I've been reading some some yeah we the anime podcast the um um and I've been reading some 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 uh some future chapters for my boy over Pat God punches that Rick and looking real saucy Ooh, nice. yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm, I I got the secrets now so I can't wait to see when it come out in the uh in the coming months and weeks and years and like that it's gonna be amazing um. Mm. Crafting a great story over there, but you know, talking about story, let's talk, let's let's pivot, let's transition into into the interview, um, and get really get this started because we really want to dwell, we really want to get deep, we want to get in the meat of what what the story is. You're trying to Captain Zero, um, mm -hmm. and I'm actually glad we got Braxton on here. I told you before because Braxton, she uh. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna sing her praises a little bit. She just graduated <laughs> with, um, well, I graduated too, but she just graduated with her de degree in psychology, and um, she's. You already know what it is. She, she oh. do it. <laughs> she does this, and she's about to go to her graduate school to get um, what's it called? What, what's it, what's it called? Right My PsyD. Her PsyD. Um, and what, which is like it? a doctorate in psychology. Oh my God! Yo, you could be a whole doctor out here. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh Yo, my God! Like, I, I tell people all the time, if I didn't go into film, I was gonna be a psychologist. Like, cause that's the way that I approach story. Like, I approach it from like a psychological aspect. I really try to think about human beings, their motives, their their intentions, why we are the way that they are. It's why I love philosophy so much. But yeah, oh, like, if I didn't do film, I was gonna be a psychologist. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, yeah, so, when I, you come to find that's just kind of the person that I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I was really happy to bring her on, bring, get her to come because of not the topics that you really cover in there, which is I think is really important um, for as as a whole for people. You know, I mean, no matter the color you are, especially black people. 
especially mm-hmm. black people. But, you know, I mean, no matter the color you are, it's an issue that, you know, is prevalent um, throughout society. So really glad. But before before I, we kind of get into it, I want you, um, I would like, uh, since uh, necessarily, I'll say this, since there isn't too much information out there about Captain Zero, because we looked at your Patreon, mm-hmm. you watched the video, seen for YouTube a little bit, but we really want to see, like, could you tell us about the show? You know, like the full like synopsis. You know what, 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 what is what is our our main characters and all stuff like that. Like, just give us your rundown. Okay, so uh, so the synopsis of Captain Zero. Well, well, let me break it down like this. So the logline of Captain Zero. So okay, so consumed by his hubris, Xerxes has this desire to be immortalized as the last American superhero, which ultimately leads to his downfall. But before he can save the world, he has to learn to save himself. So the show centers around Xerxes Hughes who's this brash high school senior who has this insatiable desire to become a famous superhero. But he has this unresolved trauma from witnessing his uncle commit suicide that's causing him to have blackouts and lose his powers. So this is his main struggle throughout season one. He's having these blackouts uh, and he's losing his powers and he can't figure out why. So he starts going to therapy. Uh, But to make matters worse, so there's this exploitative billionaire that moves into his town and then this mysterious supervillain who seems to be stalking him, but he doesn't know why. But before he can do anything, before he can actually save his city, you know, first he has to learn to save himself. So, you know, it's a story of redemption. It's a coming of age story. But again, yeah, most importantly, the main thing that I really want to focus on season one is like his mental health. Like, uh, although he's fighting other villains and other uh, characters in the show, his main villain appears to him as like this black shadowy figure, uh, this like demonic looking creature, and it's his depression demon. And it talks to him, it reinforces all of his negative ideas. And one thing that we want to do in the show that you'll see in the trailer that we're going to put out is we do this really cool thing where we'll show what his life is like as he's interacting in the world, like talking to people, doing his thing, and then we'll show you what's going on in his mind and what he's thinking. And I wanted to do that because, you know, as someone who has clinical depressive, major depressive disorder, I realized that there's a kind of cognitive dissonance that people have when it comes to what mental health is like, because it's an invisible disease. You can't see it. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, diabetes where something goes wrong and, you know, you can readily see the signs of something being wrong. And most people would know what to do. You know, mental health is in the same way. So I kind of wanted to give a window into the mind of someone who has that and to explain what it's like, you know, all throughout season one, you know, Xerxes has at first trouble even accepting the fact that he's depressed. Um, And then when he finally does, you know, he tries to keep it a secret. He doesn't want to tell anybody. And then once, you know, uh, his best friend ends up finding out, you know, he still has trouble coming to terms with it. How does he, you know, deal with it? You know, he tries to do a bunch of quick fixes, a bunch of like remedies. He tries, you know, doing like a, a, a bunch of things that people tell you will actually make you feel better. But for him, you know, doesn't really work or make him feel better. But it's about, you know, the trial of error of trying to figure out what works for him. And then, you know, eventually um, him deciding to go to therapy and that being a really big conversation. And then, you know, because he's black and he grows up in a black household, there's the conversation about a black teen going to therapy and how his parents feel about it. There being a disconnect there, them not understanding, well, what's wrong with him? Why is he depressed? You know, uh, so many different things that I, I, I wanted to touch on and talk about the show, but yeah, at the crux of it is really mental health and how that is talked about in the black community, how it affects, you know, black people and black teens specifically. That's and cool. I, yeah, that's, I I think that's really really like important. Just that that message because yes, 
But, but I was just I, gonna say. Uh, so do you want me to say it for real? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My fault. <laughs> it's okay. So I was just gonna say, like, I agree with Aaron. It is a hundred percent so important, and it's it's gonna be so cool, especially coming from a black man and the story of a young black child. Because for some reason, mental health, especially within our community, is such a, a negative stigma attached to it. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about the battles that they're facing within, and a lot of times because our um our community has been faced with such like the oppression the day-to-day battles as just living Mm -hmm. as a black person in america it affects all of us so different mentally and i'm just i'm excited for the type of conversations that um your project is going to introduce yeah yeah like for sure like that's uh again like one of the main goals i had when creating the show and also just you know to expand on that a bit just uh, deconstructing this idea that blackness is a monolith. Like I wanted to show so many different kinds and experiences of black people that black people can have. Like there's a black trans character in the show, there's biracial characters in the show, there's multi-ethnic characters in the show. Uh, I-, I wanted to show blackness in a variety of ways and have a variety of different conversations about these things that exist in the black community that people aren't really talking about or either just really aren't talking about in a way that's constructive. And I wanted to bring all of that to light while also, you know, having this great grandiose story of this kid trying to achieve this dream and be the, all that he could possibly be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I feel that. I definitely feel that. So that, that, that for me, that, that brings to the next question of um, how did, how did you get started with Captain Zero? Like what, what was the, uh, the catalyst that made you um, make this story? All right, Ooh, to, to tell the story, I got to get kind of sad. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of a sad story, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell it as, a, as, as fast as I can. But um, when I made this story, I was 19 years old. I had just moved to Orlando. Um, I was starting college and I was in a really, really bad place in my life. Again, at this point in time, I'd been diagnosed with major depressive disorder at 16. Uh-huh. Um, and I was in a, a new city, I was in a new town, I was in this new school, and just the things weren't feeling good or right at all. I had this really terrible, awful breakdown at like uh-huh. some ungodly hours, like 2 a.m. in the morning. And I remember just like being in the fetal position, like crying on the floor, like uncontrollably. And I remember at that point, I started to have suicidal ideation. And at this point, I hadn't had any kinds of thoughts or desires like that since I was 16 years old. So I knew I was feeling really, really, really bad. And at that moment, I thought to myself, like, okay, what? I I know I'm feeling really bad. I know I want to do something about it. But I also know the thing that I want to do about it wouldn't be very constructive. Uh What can I do to get out this feeling that I'm feeling in a way that could possibly be constructive? So I'm like, okay, Lamar, like, lean on what you always lean on. Lean on your art. So... I got up, I went into the living room, I got a piece of paper, and I, I kid you not, I made the first ever sketch of design of Captain Zero. And while I was drawing this, the whole thing I was thinking in my mind was, okay, I want a way to express how I'm feeling. I want a way to tell my story. Because at that time, I didn't know of anyone, more specifically Black people, that had, there wasn't like a community of Black people that were talking about mental health or their issues or their struggles with it. Uh, and at that time, the only thing that I really wanted was a place to be able to have my voice heard, a place where I could talk about these things and these feelings that I was feeling. I, I realized at that time, uh, a good chunk of the things that were making me feel depressed, especially when I was younger, a lot had to do with blackness, had uh-huh. to do with being uncomfortable in predominantly white spaces, had to do with like, you know, being judged by white people, being perceived a certain way by white people. Like how all of these things affected me and affected my mental health. And I wanted just to be able to 
talk about those experiences. And I, I thought about the various different things I could blend. I always had a love of superheroes, a love of comic books. I've always, you know, since I was a kid, was real big into like anime, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu Hakusho, like all the traditional staples of anime um, or Americanized anime more specifically. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I took all of those ideas and I was like, I'm going to create a show that's about my life, but like better. <laughs> right. You know, like I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about all the things that I went through in my experiences, but like, but what if I was a superhero? And what if I did this? And what if I did that? And, you know, little by little, I just started tacking on these little pieces. And mm-hmm. then it was like five something in the morning, the sun was coming up and I had created the whole Con, like a bulk of what season one of the concept of the show is going to be right there. Right. That's really um, cool. Do you feel like, oh. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do you want to go, Aaron? No, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll, <laughs> this no, go is ahead, chaotic. <laughs> okay. Okay, I was going to say, do you feel like in writing this and staying up late and doing that, do you feel like it helped you get through your mental health battle? Was it like oh, a sort of alleviation? 100%. Oh, oh yeah, like awesome. writing writing the show, creating these stories and these characters is so cathartic. Mm-hmm. Like there's this great release of being able to tell my truth and speak my truth and talk about these experiences that I've had. But then mm-hmm. also knowing that there's a great chance that when I'm able to talk about these things and stories, again, I, I went such a long time believing I was the only person in the world feeling this way. Right. And I know that there are lots of people that feel that way, that feel like, ah, oh, it's just me, I'm alone out here. And I know that you know media doesn't just inform what we view about the world and views how we view the world. So right. if I created this piece of media that people could see and see themselves represented, be like, oh my God, that was me, I've been through that, or I'm going through that, and see this person make it out on the other side. All right. Oh man, that was all the more reason to create it. So yeah, this show, 100%, even still now, like as I go back to rewrite episodes or polish episodes or write new episodes, because I mean, still right now, I'm currently only writing season two. There's four seasons planned in the show and then a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So every single time, you know, I get to work on this project again, I get reinvigorated and I remember like what I'm doing it for. Yeah, it's, it's so cathartic to write. That's amazing. And I, I mean, I think that's really important to say, like to to point out about how it relates to you and your experience because that that alone, your viewers will feel that. And we we talked about me and Bo our episode last week. We talked about our anime journey, right? Mm-hmm. And that was our own personal journey through the medium of anime. But me and his are very different. For me personally, mm-hmm. anime helped take me out of a space in which I was in a very dark place personally, and it mm-hmm. brought me to somewhere where I felt better. You know what I mean? Like, and so, and so, so I can, so I can really appreciate when you have um, uh, writers or uh, uh, animators, people, and people like you who are creating these these characters, these stories that aren't just are, aren't just made necessarily for straight entertainment, but are also made to fill that space and and allow these people to watch your show and and grow with your characters and and help them while they watch it. And and you like you never know how your story is going to affect someone else. And yeah. so and so like for for you to be making this making this is something I think is very monumental, something that's very important for the community as a whole, um, you know, black or not. And um it's, I, yeah, I just think hearing everything about it just makes it makes me love it more and also, you know, want to see it more. Right. I agree <laughs> with that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, like exactly everything that you just said. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's got to be perfect. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, it's, 
actually, actually, Braxton, I want you to Braxton. I highlighted mm -hmm. do the do the dance. I, I, this is the question I need you to ask next. The second blue one at the top. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, how do you plan on threading in your character's depression along with their heroism? And like my question for that, and like I asked that what well. well this kind of question, like we talked about a little bit before the show, but it's like, I feel like it's, we see heroes a lot, right? In mainstream media, cartoons, you know, comic books, and even in movies. I mean, just now lately with like the newer ones, we kind of see that shift to where we see more of that internal struggle that, you know, heroes see something and battling with all their life. But mm -hmm. like, how, how will you be able to allow your character to juggle those issues? And if it's not juggling, then how will he, you know, supersede them? How will he continue to be his hero at his hero best while feeling internally at his worst? You know, what I think is so interesting about Captain Zero is I think it does one thing that is not very typical of any kind of superhero show and I mean, this might be like a light spoiler, but like Captain Zero is, as a superhero, he's really bad. He's a very bad superhero. Like he's not very good at his job. And that's something, and it originally he kind of starts out to being pretty decent at it because, you know, he leans on his powers. But once, you know, he starts having the blackouts and because of all of the suppressed trauma that he's been dealing with uh, and he can't figure out why and he's losing his powers, it really causes his whole, career perception to just you know go down the tank. And all of that just kind of intertwines with some of the reasons why he believes he's feeling depressed. In the beginning, at first he kind of thinks like, oh, it's because you know I'm for some reason losing my powers. And that's the reason why I'm becoming depressed because I, I tie so much of my worth into being able to get praise from other people. You know, he's very much so a person that crowdsources his self-esteem. You know, when a big crowd is praising him because he just, you know, saves someone from a building, it makes him feel good. But in that, he he goes on this journey where he realizes that's not very heroic if the reason why you save someone from a burning building is so people will cheer you on. Mm -hmm. That's like probably the antithesis of being a superhero. Right. So that's another journey that he's also on, like learning actually what it means to be a hero because his whole desires for becoming a superhero starts out very, very selfish. He's very much so like Peter Parker in that way. Like he just wants to be famous. But right. I made it more so for a modern day time. Like when Spider-Man was created like in the 60s, you know, his, his idea of what fame was, was like getting money so we could buy a car to impress Mary Jane. Like that's what it was. It wasn't to impress, you know, followers or get likes or anything. Like we're in a completely different world. And I wanted to make a superhero, a teenage superhero that was emblematic of the problems that teenagers are facing right now, where the world is really just facing right now. Like what happens when we live in a world where people feel the need to crowdsource their self-esteem? What does that do to a person who has this insatiable desire to just want to be seen and want to be loved? How does that affect your self-esteem? And then again, more specifically, how does that affect you as a black person? I think that's really good. I think it's really, it, another thing about it though, is it's going to really reach to like a wide, um, like a lot of people are going to relate, I feel like, because you're touching so many different issues and they're so intertwined with another there's going to be a part of your story that everyone's really going to relate to yeah you know i, I think that one again you know the thing that makes captain zero unique is I, I learned a while ago that the more specific you make a story interestingly enough the more universal that you make it mm -hmm. i found that the more that i focused in on this person their experience and what they're going through there were so many things about it that's just universal it very much so is a human experience like everyone knows what it feels like to you know want to be liked everyone knows what it feels like to you know feel like you're being a disappointment you know and all right. of these things that he's feeling that he's going through are universal feelings and emotions yeah i think that's definitely something that gives it that universal appeal 
Yeah, mm. definitely. Mm. Um, would you would you say that you had you know any influences, whether it be you know from anime, cartoons, manga, comic books, whatever? What really uh, influences influenced Captain Zero? Oh, for sure, big time. Oh, there's there's oh man, there's a few. I mean, um, I off the top of my head, I know Stanley Spider Man right off the bat because that was the first superhero that I ever saw that again at the time when I was introduced to Spider-Man. That Spider-Man was actually the first movie that I ever saw in a movie theater. Hmm. Oh, that's dope. Um, so like seeing that character, seeing everything that like he stood for, he was like, you know, the nerdy guy that, you know, didn't fit in, but like, you know, behind closed doors, he's Spider-Man, this great, amazing superhero. I just always liked that idea. And, you know, because Spider-Man's completely covered, you know, it's like anyone could wear the mask. Anyone could be Spider-Man. I just really loved that idea growing up as a kid. Uh, and Stan Lee, just as a writer, just a person, a human, like just amazing, wonderful. I honestly will probably be one of my biggest regrets in the world that I, I never got to meet Stan Lee. Like I've never been to Comic-Con or any kind of thing like like never. There are people that have pictures with Stan Lee and never. I've never met this man and I never will. So it's kind of sad, but his work lives on. And you know, I, I'd like to believe that uh, what I want to do with my life, kind of memorialize them in that way. But yeah, definitely Spider-Man. Definitely, as far as anime goes, oh my god, Akira, which is mm. my favorite movie. That's, um, that's 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 interesting. You know, talking about since you since you have it in a postmodern world, so like yeah. you, how how you fit that in, you know, because. And you know, talk about anybody can wear the mask. You know, the idea that you know the PTSD, depression. You know, a lot of people suffer from this, don't even know it. So it's mm -hmm. like anybody has those issues. And then also with the Kira, with you know the postmodernism. Yeah, yeah, that's mm, that's hitting right now. That's yeah. hitting. <laughs> hey man, uh, Akira, uh, Neon Genesis, Evangelion. Uh, see, I'm trying to think of like specific anime influences in the show. Mm. I would say those would have to be like the biggest by far outside mm. of just like pure nostalgia, which would probably just be like Dragon Ball Z, just being cool to see people in like new suits or power up or shit like that. <laughs> just like the kind of fun campy shit. Or um, this isn't specific to anime, but more just like Japanese films just in general. Like growing up in Miami, my cousin used to have like a box of like VHS types of like all these old uh, Japanese movies. Um, and oh my god, like I remember just loved watching all different kind of like fighting movies. And I wonder that it'd be like these intricate sequences in Captain Zero where it would be like fighting sequences that be like paying homage to those kinds of films. Uh just anime in general. Um but yeah, those would probably have to be the some of the biggest influences. Um I um I think my next question, well our next question to kinda is um and this is you kind of touched on it a little bit going through it, you know, especially your own experiences with it and how that fits into to your uh, to your show. Um, also, I want I want I want to know like how do you, how how do you want audiences to feel about your show? Like once they get once they get finished watching an episode or a season, what do you, what do you want them to gain from watching what you've you know made? Uh, I mean, the thing that I guess I really want people to take away from it is the internal journey that's most important because captain zero it, it's framed like it's an action adventure and i mean for some in a lot of ways it is uh you know you're gonna see things blow up and you see great awesome fight sequences but again for the most part it's really about the story of this guy's journey of watching xerxes's journey of realizing he's depressed and how he copes with it uh the thing that i want people wait, I'm, oh my god I'm complete, I, I completely forgot what your question was i was going on a tangent <laughs> Oh, oh I, I, I was asking like, what, what do you want audience to feel after watching your show? Oh, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely what I want them to feel is, yeah, more than anything, just representation. I want you to see Xerxes' story and be like, wow, like, that's me. I know exactly what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because again, most of his journey is, it's about the, the journey, the battle on in the inside. Like he loses most of his journeys on the outside. Again, like for the most part, Captain Zero isn't a very good superhero, but every now and then he makes these personal kind of accomplishments, these personal achievements that give his life value, that give it merit, that you know show uh, the, the deeper sides of him, the deeper parts of him. And that's kind of the thing that I really want people to take away. Mm. Um, before before we get into before we move over to talk about cutting edge, um, a few things we talked about. You talked about his, you know, the demon that kind of you know feeds on his inner his his like innermost thoughts and feelings and brings him down. Um, is that going to be like how do I explain it? I, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Venom ish. You know, what I'm talking about from Spider Man. <laughs> like way to describe it. Like yeah. is, is that like his venom? Like his like he'll be in the middle of a fight and he'll like in the his venom will be like on his shoulder, perched on his shoulder. Yeah, like, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. One of the best ways to describe it. Yeah, just like that. Just like okay, that. okay, all right. <laughs> Cause I was thinking about that. Um I'm trying to think. Mm, you got anything else for um Captain Zero, uh Braxton, before we move on to cutting edge? I don't really have any questions, but I do have a comment. I think that that. How you just describe that, I think that's going to be awesome again because just, again, I just keep thinking about the audience that this is going to reach. Like, mm. I feel like when you when you break down, like, inner battles like that to, mm. like, a literal another another person, like, sitting on your shoulder, now, like, not only, like, do people our age relate, but, like, 12-year-olds can relate, relate. too. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's exactly the reason that I did that again. Like, I, I wanted to show people in a in a literal sense, like, Almost as if like, this is what it would be like if you could see depression. If you could right. see what the inner battle is like, this exactly. is what would be happening. Do you understand now? Do you see what it's like now? Do you see what it does to people? Do you see how mm-hmm. it makes them feel these things and feel this way? Do you see why your friend is reacting this way? Do you see why this person is doing this thing? You know, more importantly, like, I think one of the biggest takeaways I want from the show is I want, uh, I want people to kind of get equipped with the tools that they need to be able to see someone in a mental health crisis and do something about it. Again, for the most part, like, People know how to recognize somebody in physical danger, but most people don't know how to recognize somebody in a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. So by watching the show, what I hope is to show someone going through these things, someone smart enough to recognize the signs and then you know, helping them and watching them go through it and through that journey. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Okay. Um, whew, all right. So uh, next, I kind of, uh, I think the next thing I really want to get into is cutting edge, your, your studio. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I think is really cool. Cause I think the only other studio that I know that is in animation and they basically, they only do anime really is, uh, the art Shitaijo and they're based in Japan. They're oh, the yes. Only other, yeah. Yes. No. Oh the my only gosh. Other yeah, one, I actually, no. just, uh, to them just the other day. Yeah. I did all, they're the only other ones I know that really do heavy anime. well, are black, black owned and do animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my, so my question for you is with cutting edge studios, how do you plan on making an impact in a world of animation? Like what, what is, what is going to be like your draw? Cause I, yeah, I, I'm gonna let you explain. I've, I've read a few things, but I, I want to mm-hmm. hear what you have to say about it. Well, yeah, you know, uh, we plan to have Captain Zero be our flagship project. That's the thing that we hopefully, that, that the plan is to kind of get our feet on the ground with that one and that kind of be able to cement our name and who we are and what we do and what we're capable of. And then from there, we already have a slew of other animated projects that we want to 
me and one of my close writing partners, um, Andre Enko, like uh, right after Captain Zero, we have a show called Space Friends that we want to release. Like we, like we literally have projects and projects and projects lined up and lots of people that we'd like to work with. But right now the biggest and most important thing is being able to get the infrastructure to do that. And to be able to right. get the infrastructure to do that, we need Captain Zero to be successful. Right. Mm, um, Braxton, you got the next one. I have that right there for you. Okay. So how did you build Cutting Edge? How did it come about? Oh man, Cutting Edge Studios really just came from an idea that <laughs> me and a homie had when we were brainstorming one day, uh, talking about what we'd like to do and just how we'd like to impact the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, art has always been something that I've been privy to ever since a kid. Um, but again, like I said, there was a time where I didn't think I was going to go into art. Um, right. I thought I was going to end up being a forensic psychologist or having to do something with psychology. Because, you know, like when you're a kid, your parents always tell you, or when you're young, your parents are like, oh man, you can do like anything you want to be. You can be whatever you want. Right. And then like you turn a certain age and then your parents start going, well, let's be practical. Let's be <laughs> realistic. <laughs> and then it seems like all that stuff dissipates. And, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it was always, oh yeah, your art. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got older and it was like, oh, like something else. Literally. So I see you do art, but what about everything else? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I never really, I, I didn't originally have uh, the plans to go into art, but I was sitting and I was talking to a friend and this is kind of what changed my mind. I was talking to a friend and we were talking about things we want to do and things we want to be. And he was like, no, man, listen, you got to like take your art to like the next level like kind of shit that you can make and you create because that time i used to make all kinds of original characters of superheroes like oh man you can you can sell your shit to marvel and i remember having this thought of like no i don't want to sell my shit to marvel i want to be marvel oh yeah that's fire (laughs) (laughs) i was like no you know and then i it reminds me of this uh you know master p video uh, that I watched a while back, you know, Master P says uh, the first time he ever got a record deal offer from someone, they offered him uh, $2 million and he turned them down. And his brother was freaking out and was like super mad at him. He was like, oh my God, why'd you do that? Why'd you turn down $2 million? And Master P turns to him and he says, if you think this white man was about to offer me $2 million, how much you think I'm really worth? Right. Cause you know, like he's lowballing the fuck out. I mean, like you know, that's what he's doing. Like that's the name of the game. That's the name of any business. You know, you buy cheap, sell for big. Right. <laughs> so yeah, just having that idea of like, no, I want to be what that is. I don't want to, you know, be in the footprints or in the shadows of the thing I admire. I want to make my own thing. And then from there, you know, I came up with the idea of uh, creating Cutting Edge Studios. You know, I, we first started out really, really small. At first, it was just me. I was the only animator working on. Um, working in the company. Um, at that time, I was just a sole proprietor and I was working with Channel Frederator. I was uh, I had a partnership with them. And then around 2015 is around the time where I uh, left Channel Frederator and I was like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And I, at that time, uh, Cutting Edge Studios was under the name Edge Productions and I switched, I rebranded, and then I made uh, Cutting Edge Studios. And then, yeah, um, Later on that year, that's when we came up with the. That's when I came up with the concept for Captain Zero, and then yeah, it's been uh, it's been working on getting that show into development ever since. That's really awesome. That that's that. Yeah, that's a great story. Um, 
and you know, just to keep pushing our cutting edge, like are there any projects that you want cutting edge to work on? Like if anything you wish that you could, like if, if, someone, if, someone, if anybody could call you right now and be like, yo, we need some cutting edge animators on this, what, what projects would it be? Oh my God, uh, something that I'd love to see for the longest now that it finally seems like black superheroes are entering, entering the, the social zeitgeist, I'd love to make a new animated series for Static Shock. Mm, talk that talk. That would be amazing. I think I could do that. I did this uh, design a while back for like a new revamp version of the suit. Oh man, I would love to do that. If somebody was like DC came in and was like, yo, make this for us. Oh man, in a heartbeat. Mm. Oh my gosh, I I I, I don't yeah, have I mean, any more questions. I don't have any more questions. I mean, it's the whole, this whole, the, the both are like it's a, it's an amazing story through both of them. Captain Zero itself, hearing you talk about it, one how you're passionate about it. Once when, when you when somebody's passionate about something, you know you know it has the potential to be something really special. That's the first thing, really? and then yeah, then two, just how 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 important you put each aspect of it is really, I think is really going to make, has the, has the, has the chance to make it something big. And the art is fantastic. The art is fantastic. Thank you. I, Thank you. I, I do all the art myself. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Multi-talented. Come on. I mean, you know, you know, you gotta, you know, it's very interesting about that. <laughs> it's like I became multi-talented out of necessity. Like when I first, you know, started back when we were just Edge Productions and I was an animator and I was making like just rudimentary animations, I was like, no, I want to be able to tell stories. Okay, but if I, if I tell stories, then I have to like learn how to write scripts. Okay, but if I learn how to write scripts, then I'll have to learn how to make storyboards so I can storyboard the stories. Okay, but if I have to, but if I learn how to animate, I have to like be able to put it all together and sequence the music. So I have to learn how to edit too. So I just picked up all of these different skills oh my God. just along the way that, yeah, I mean, now, you know, you turn around, it's been like super beneficial. You know, like uh, right. I wrote all the episodes for Captain Zero. I mean, like, sometimes I bring on like collaborators, but I write all the episodes. I do all the art. Uh, you know, I do all the storyboards. CEO cutting in studios. Like you just have to learn it. Right. I know what that feels like. That's I know fine. exactly. I know exactly what that feels like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, but oh, uh, one, one more thing I wanted to mention because you mentioned um, if I could make anything. Um, Pat, God Punch, man, if the studios gets to the level where we have the infrastructure to be able to independently produce content, I would love to make his uh, comic and animated series. Oh, oh, don't say that too loud. You know, Pat going to come out of nowhere. He's going to hop in the the episode channel. He's going to be like, oh, did you say you you uh, animate God Punch? Did you say that? (laughs) I would love to do that. Oh my gosh! I, I don't yeah, know how often Pat listens to our episodes, but Pat, if you listen to this one, I, hey, hey, I mean, he's in what because he's been trying to get Viz Media and all. But I mean, you reach out to you know, yeah, you reach, reach for the stars. But you, yeah. like, but at the end of the day, man, like as long as you can get your shit on TV, that's all that matters. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, very true. You know, like I like, like I always told people, like you know, even though this this would be terrible, and any executives, if you're listening, I hope you don't do this to me. But I would always tell my friends, I'd be like, yo, honestly, if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, excuse me, we'll cover the entire cost of Captain Zero, but you won't make a dime, but we'll make the show, like we'll let you make the show, give you creative direction, and the show will be out in the world. I would take that deal, just mm. so the story and the message and the 
ideas that I'm trying to get across can be seen. Just so some kids somewhere can see themselves represented and say, hey, that's me, or hey, oh my God, I went that's through. That's what it's all about. Yeah, end of the day. I would gladly do that. About, but end of the day, I mean, but again, that's again, that's like another indicator. Because end of the day, I mean, making money should, I, and I, again, it's important. It's very important to make money. Definitely important. But when you're writing these stories, and that's like that's that's what I talked about. I've talked to about with Pat. Um, I've talked I talked to about it with LS, the, the writer from Shade of Red. I've talked to about um with you know other writers that we've had on here and the ones I've talked to off that where it's it's like it's not it's like like at some point it's like we make money, I'm happy as shit. If I can sell mm-hmm. this for a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three million, da 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 da, we having a party, I'm mm-hmm. lit. But I really want this story to be told because mm. I want other people to see it. It's not and like it's it's not it's not even about like I want I want I want to be able to help somebody the way writing this story helped me. And yeah. like everything that you've said, like you know, I talked to Pat. Pat talks about his story and he says it in the same vein as you do, where he's writing it and he's feel like he's learning from his characters as he's writing. Oh and- my God. You want to know the craziest <laughs> thing about when you write characters for a really long time again i've been working on the show for five years when you write characters for so long dead ass like this might sound like some scary shit but like they they start speaking to you like you start hearing their voice you start hearing the things the things that they do the way that they would talk like i write for xerxes sometimes and i write a line of dialogue and it's almost like there's a voice in my head that's like i wouldn't say that <laughs> and it's like oh yeah you're right you wouldn't say that or you write an action line and it's like they wouldn't do that like no. right like it, it takes on a life of its own. It really does. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's that's really uh, this it sound. This sounds like first of all, Captain Zero sounds like it's gonna be very very special and cutting edge. Sounds like it's something that is definitely gonna be big. And you know, we we, we support both of y'all through everything. Um, I'm hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, what I mean, black anime here for all black creatives. Um, mm-hmm. and uh. Yeah, I, I, I don't got any more questions. Braxton, you got, you got any questions? Anything on your mind? I don't I don't have any more questions, but I look forward to it. Like, I can't wait to read this. Um, you've definitely piqued my interest. Like, I'm tuned in right now, okay? Oh, my God, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell your friends. <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, as far as things that we got coming on the way, yeah, definitely. We got that new animated teaser that should be dropping pretty soon within the next few months you should see that coming out so keep your eye out for that uh keep your eye for just more visual content like again i've got i'm always working on like six things at a time which is probably really bad (laughs) uh but i just always have to constantly keep myself busy um but yeah we're going to be focusing on putting out more related content to captain zero very 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 soon so definitely check out actually my question actually my one question is all right so this is my last question are you going to put out, and this, I, I, I feel like it's you know, a good idea. You're going to put out like a comic book, graphic novel, manga, webtoon. I, I mean, I, you know what? I feel like it should be physical um, of Captain you know, Zero I, after it comes out. You know, yes. You see, I, I've definitely played with the idea of after it comes out. I definitely wanted people to see the show in its intended medium first, though. Because mm-hmm. always in my mind, Captain Zero is always an animated show. Um, but I mean, definitely. I mean, the merchandising possibilities for Captain Zero is endless. Again, I think one of the biggest factors to show just how much love and support that, like, for me, the thing that really makes me believe in the show is how much other people believe in the show. Because thus far, one of the biggest things that's been able to help us keep afloat into going towards production of the show is the 
sales that we've been able to get through merchandise. So like, think about this. People are buying merchandise from a show that does not exist yet. Right. Mm -hmm. You're just seeing the pictures and the images and I tell people the story and they're like, whoa, I want to support that. I want to get behind that. That to that me. I just said to Aaron, I was, we were on your Twitter and I was like, oh, he already has shirts. I literally said that. Like, yeah. And every, every, like every single dollar goes towards production, everything that we need to get Captain Zero off the ground. And like, yeah, just knowing that, that people believe in the show so much, they're willing to buy merchandise from stuff that doesn't even exist yet because they want to see it exist. That for me is like, uh, that's how I know the show is going to be something. That's, that's really, oh my gosh. I mean, sheesh, I might buy myself a shirt. Um <laughs> hoodie or something like that. Uh not to say I think even if even if you like, even if it wasn't like a full book or something like that, even if you released like a visual novel with just like the preliminary art and the and the the uh the scenes and everything like that, I think that would just that alone would also be really really amazing to see also like like you know director's notes you know what i'm saying put it down your thoughts when you're writing this your thoughts when you're doing this and that you I, hey hey i'm telling <laughs> you yeah you you sell a lot of those i'm just letting you know <laughs> i mean that, i definitely 100 want to put out an art book like uh, it's actually something that yeah. i'm working on putting together like i have a series of oh my god like sketches that i've done of like notepads of when i'm writing episodes and i just want to take it all and compile it into like something really really nice to give the fans but um, yeah, man, yeah, definitely, definitely got a lot of cool stuff coming in the way, man. Mm. All right, so um, before we move on to a segment of news, is uh, me and Braxton, we're out of questions. Um, do you have any comments? Anything else you want to say before we move on to news? Uh, man, I mean, I j I just want to say that I appreciate you guys so much for just I mean having me on and wanting to talk about the show. Like I could I could literally talk people's ears off <laughs> when it comes to Captain Zero. So just uh, thank you for giving me a platform to be able to talk about it, get more people listening, more people tuned in. And man, even if we just get one or two followers from just listening, that's more than enough. There's more people that know about the idea that are spreading the word. So again, just thank you. Yeah, you got no problem, man. No problem. You you go. I mean, hey, you gonna be back here? Don't worry about it. When the, when the show come out, oh for sure, man. Here. We gonna be here. Oh, we gonna. Sure. Well, I don't. I don't know if you gotta watch it live, live tweet it. I don't know what we gonna do. We gonna, <laughs> gonna be here and we uh, we gonna be in your DMs. Be like, oh, hey yo, sure. the show the show's out now. Read our <laughs> episode episode synopsis real quick, okay? Um, oh for sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're gonna move on to news. Um. Which I, I also be I was supposed to bring up some web pages, but this but I got so entranced in the conversation I, I forgot to. Um, <laughs> but there's not a lot of news for the past two weeks. Um, some interesting stuff is happening, but not a whole lot. Um, first, we have the first Fate Grand Order anime film is delayed due to COVID nineteen. Um, Fate, I mean Heaven's Field three, I believe is coming out, so that means Grand Order is having its own movies. Now, all that means is every every month I'm even farther behind in fate than I thought I was. And <laughs> I, I hate it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, that's delayed. So if you look forward to that, that's sad days. Um, next, you have One Piece uh, and Digimon Adventures anime. A new Digimon Adventures anime um, is uh, resumes new episodes on June 28th after it's delayed. Toei Anime has confirmed that it's coming back. Um, what both, which is really good because I'm tired of One Piece people complaining about it. You have 900 episodes. You can wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. wait. One Piece and other episodes. 
900 and I think they're like a 927 or something like that. Like y'all can most definitely wait a few weeks. Go rewatch the half the anime. Um <laughs> next we have Crunchyroll is taking their expo online. And uh let's see, I actually have it. I have the link right here to talk about it. Um, this is I mean, a lot of a lot of expos are online. Crunchyroll is one of the a big one that comes out every year. Um, it's running from September 4th to uh September 6th. Uh it was announced on June 3rd, and the next physical Crunchyroll. Oh my fault. Okay. So the next physical Crunchyroll Expo will take place on August 6th to 8th at, at in San Jose, um, California. But yeah, they're they're online now. With more when we get when they get put out more information, we'll have more information for y'all. Um, but right now, now everybody can go to Crunchyroll Expo online. Um, next we have Tokyo Revengers manga gets TV anime in 2021. A lot of hype been around this, and I'm I'm glad that you know people who want this to come out is coming out. I'm looking forward to it. I've heard a lot of great things about Tokyo Revengers, so should hopefully definitely get a good uh, adaptation. And bada bing, bada boom, we good. Next we have. First Sailor Moon Eternal film has been delayed to January 8th, 2021, with second ske film scheduled for February 11th. Um, COVID really knocking a lot of people out, and a lot of people are sad about this. I'm, I I think I've watched like one Sailor Moon episode in my entire life, so um, I'm not sad. But for those that are, you know, it's, it's, it's sad days. Um, but yeah, next we have The Millionaire Detective Anime resumes on July 30th after COVID-19 delay. This is a win. This is a win for all the women simps out there. Y'all, man, is back. He's back. Um, <laughs> I, I also love this show also. Uh, can't wait to see what, what comes out, what comes next with the series episodes. The summer is going to be very, very good. Um, next, we have... Uh, there it goes. In between animators share stories of low wages, poor conditions with a uh, dogamon hell hashtag. Now, if you don't know what an in between animator is, uh, you're not alone. I didn't, I didn't know that, know who they were either. Um, I mean, you have um, Lamar probably knows if you don't know, but um, <laughs> but for the people who also don't know, in between animators are the people who draw the connecting frames between mm. each key pose you'll see in an anime. Um, mm. Despite the importance of their work, and I'm reading an article now, despite the importance of their work, they're among the lowest paid workers in the industry. According to a 2019 survey, the Japanese Animation Creators Association uh, says the mean average yearly income across for in between animators is 1,250,000 yen, which is eleven thousand four hundred dollars in the U.S., which is ridiculous. Oh my gosh! What? What? You're making eleven eleven point four thousand a year to be in first of all, anime being animated a in general, year? That's yeah. way below the American poverty line. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and it's like an animator itself. Like any part, any if you if you have a hand in any part of animation. You know it's difficult, so to not mm -hmm. pay them at least at least I'll, at least forty thousand a year—that's the least that's you can ridiculous. do. It's ridiculous. Um, there's a few tweets that are here below. Um, Yuichi Tanaka, uh, she does the in between for um, a certain magical index and a certain scientific railgun. Um, she said, "I lived for ten months 
on on uh, fifteen thousand yen, which is one hundred and forty dollars a month. Lord Jesus, and oh uh, God. this hashtag is about the entry level in betweeners in the anime industry and how poorly these employees are treated. Their stories are unfortunately representative of a scary industry culture. So yeah, this is wow. This person, this person said their initial salary was eight thousand yen. Eight thousand yen. So if fifteen thousand yen is one hundred forty um, four hundred forty dollars a month, eight thousand gotta be like a hundred or like eighty dollars. Eighty dollars a month. Eighty dollars a month. That's ridiculous. Literally insane. Like I don't even know how else to talk about it. Bro, that's that's sick. What the actual fuck? Oh my gosh! But um. Hopefully this changes for them because we, a lot of stuff has been being exposed about anime culture recently, and so it's ooh, it's crazy. And there's even there's, there's even more um, stuff um, out here about it. So crazy, crazy, cra crazy world. We're hoping that this changes because they deserve to be paid just as much as regular animators, and they need they, uh, animators themselves need to get paid more. All right. We pay animators fair wages here at Cutting Edge Studios. I just like to say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I don't buy this toxic. I mean, and again, I mean, that, that's another thing of why I set out to make Cutting Edge Studios. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm aware of like a lot of the vile practices that happen in the animation community. You know, I wanted to make a studio that was different. Like, yeah, like none of that shit at all goes here. Like yeah. we, we make sure that when it comes to our animators that we hire, that we're always hiring at least 50% women. Like we care about diversity, like way before these things were ever like, quote unquote, like popular topics, like doing them just because we know that's the right thing to do. Pay our animators, we, we, we make sure we have, you know, like an equal diverse staff. Like, yeah, like that's just the right thing to do. I don't know how anybody could ever think or operate otherwise. That's fair. Um. Next, we have Hypnosis Mike. Second stage play confirms like August run after COVID nineteen delay. Again, I just think this shit is funny. Hypnosis Mike. I know y'all both know. Don't know. I think Braxton. Mike, I might talk about it before, but she forgot it. Hypnosis Mike um, is going is going to be an anime. I believe it was a manga first about mm. Japanese rapping, like a shonen Japanese rap manga. Um, <laughs> So I cannot wait to see this show when it finally debuts. Hopefully it doesn't get uh, delayed in the fall. I can't wait till Hypnosis Mike comes out. Um, I want to hear these bars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait uh, for it to come out. And there's a stage play, which again, if you know where to get these or if they're viewing somewhere, I want to see a Japanese anime stage play so badly. I think it'll be hilarious. Or maybe surprisingly good. Either way, I want it. Um, <laughs> next, we have the God of High School anime is getting an English dub this summer. Um, although I had no doubt in my mind that it would be getting one, um, it is getting one. It's been confirmed. Um, I'm not sure who the dub actors are, but that'll probably be released later on. Um, Afro Samurai creator draws Ghosts of Tsushima posters, which I think is really dope. Afro Samurai anime that has not been talked about for a long time, one that Braxton needs to watch badly. Um, All right. uh, <laughs> uh, draws it, and it's a really dope looking poster. Like, it's super dope. I like, I don't have, like, I'm buying, this is my first time buying a PlayStation in like 10 years, and I might just get this poster because it looks amazing. Um, next, we have the World Cosplay Summit Moves 2020 event online. Uh, again, I don't, I don't have this page up, which I hate when I don't have a page up. Oh my gosh. 
But uh, look in, if you if you're cosplaying, I think they might they probably do stuff for cosplayers because it's a cosplay event. So if you're really big into cosplaying, I would look into this, look up, look it up, and maybe you can show off your cosplay. I mean, and uh, if you're a black black cosplayer, do it. Still black cosplay. I, I, the best cosplay I've seen has been black people. So know, facts. Know what, facts. Facts. we the niggas. We the niggas. Hold you on that one. That's facts. We the niggas. <laughs> um, uh, next we have Jump Force Switch version launches in U.S. Um, listen, U.S. and Europe on August twenty eighth. I gotta say this: Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Like, who was buying Jump Force for their Switch after what happened to it? On, and I, after after the way it looks on console or well, other consoles, Xbox and PlayStation, and even PC, I believe. Why would I get it for a? Why would I get a Switch port that has to be optimized lower? No, no, who cares? I'm not who wants to play Jump Force to 720? Nobody. Come on now. This no, this is this is a waste, waste of money, waste of time, waste of resources. I don't see them making a profit from this, but whatever happens, happens. Um, next we have the promised Neverland manga is over. Um, I've heard mixed reviews about the ending. I don't read Promise Neverland. Um, I gotta. I mean, next time we have Evan on here, we'll get Evan to talk about it because he finished it. Um, but I've heard mixed reviews on it. I've heard. I've heard some people say it was bad. Some people say it was fine. I have not heard anybody say it was good. So you know what that means. Um, but besides that, uh, the anime comes back next year, which is I, I believe is next next year or winter. I forget like one of the two. Same difference, kind of. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, that's all the news we have for today. Actually, no, actually, that's something. A question. So, Lamar, had, what what yeah. project has 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 um, Cutting Edge worked on any any uh, projects already? Uh, well, I myself have worked independently on a couple of projects, primarily things with Channel Frederator. Um, like when I was working underneath them, um, uh, Adventure Time, uh, Powerpuff Girls. Uh, whoa, 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 wait, 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 You worked on Adventure Time? Yeah, for a little bit. That's you're a goat, cool. Dog. You're a goat, dog. Adventure Time. I love that show. <laughs> Ending is a little subjective, but I love that show. But yeah, um, yeah, Cutting Edge Studios itself, primarily, yeah, our, our flagship project is going to be Captain Zero. Okay, so you guys aren't going to try and like work with other? Well, you guys aren't going to work on any other like um, animations or, or uh, for any other companies as a company. Or... Uh no again yeah right now the main focus is just getting Captain Zero up and running and again again the the whole goal of what I want to do with Cutting Edge Studios is to get enough infrastructure so where I am Marvel like the goal is to get enough money that I make from Captain Zero to then put back into the company and then we can hire independent people that want to make their own animations like people oh. can come to me and be like hey yo I want to tell the story and then be animated for you okay uh, oh so you want people to outsource animators to you not the other way around I get it. You trying to be yeah. a big dog. You trying to be mm -hmm. the big dog on camp. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um. Uh. So you know, last thing we got is last words. Uh, best segment in anime podcast history. Um. <laughs> uh. So uh, you know what we do with last words? We talk that shit. Uh. That slander. What we gonna? You know, we talk what we gotta talk. Um. I'm gonna let Braxton go first. You got any? You got any? You want to talk, Brax? Any shit that I want to talk? Um, everyone should follow my uh, business Instagram at Bejeweled by Braxton. That would oh, be nice. um, 
you know what? Let me write it out because you know I yeah. Can, can you can you type it in the chat? Yeah. Oh sure. yeah, I forget that I could do that. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, do that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, she's not. She's not asking. It's not a request. Follow yeah. her. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I don't. I don't. Oh wait, let me be like this. Truthfully, I don't know how to type in a chat. I don't know how to do it. Anyway, <laughs> I'll just say it, and then we'll talk about it after. <laughs> so it's spelled B E J E W E L E D. And then by B-Y Braxton, B-R-A-X-T-O-N. And I'm on Instagram. And I hope you guys buy from me. Shit talking I have to do. Okay, nice. <laughs> it's a nice talking to you, Amard. Um, I think what you're doing is super cool. Um, I just can't wait to, I can't wait to, to see it. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that genuinely. And uh, I'm going to make sure I give you a follow. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I see you right here. Boom. Boom. Yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Um, who, who should talk in next? Is it me? Is it, is it? Yeah, it's you. It's you. I always go last. I always go last. Okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, on that note, I mean, if we're just shooting the shit, um, I recently dropped in a, an experimental art project called Black Sheep. It's okay. the Sonic kind. If you'd like to listen to it, uh, you can. It's available on YouTube, and it's also available on SoundCloud. Um, we're working on getting it available on streaming platforms, but that's probably going to come a little later. But yeah, right now, if you want to listen to it, it is on YouTube. If you just type in Black Sheep by Z, you should be able to find it. I'll definitely be checking that out. Yeah, it's uh, interestingly enough, when I created the project, I really wanted to make it to speak about my specific experience being a black person feeling ostracized in certain places or scenarios, hence the term black sheep. Mm -hmm. But it, the, in the time I was recording it, it just happened to just align with everything that's just kind of going on socially, politically right now. So right. yeah, it's got a lot of, a lot of those undertones in it. All right, so there's a lot of positivity going on around here, so I guess it's my turn. Um, <laughs> uh, first and foremost, I said it in the beginning, said it again, happy Juneteenth to all my black Americans. You know what I'm saying? We did it. Um, continually do it. We're amazing. If you're on Twitter today, it just Elba dropped a shirt saying something like, Take my, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to let y'all know something. I'm going to let y'all know something. Stop stealing from us. Yikes. Period. That's yeah. it. Um, Yikes. Besides that, um, I don't really have anything to slander. You know, Black Clover's not on right now, so I can't piss those fans off. Um, <laughs> um, I think my what I'm going to say is uh, summer's coming. Um, states are letting up in 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 um, in the uh, in U United States. For people that listen that are not in the United States. I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not the biggest man on world news. I know some countries are still taking it very seriously. Others, UK is iffy. Um, protect yourself, okay? Protect Rona Christ. is not going on the internet. Wear a mask. Jesus. I just saw this lady post a thing on Instagram and she was like, um, if you breathe a mask, it causes like CO2. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Medical professionals wear these masks all the time. Shut up. Shut up. You're gonna get people killed. <laughs> oh He's not lying. 
No, uh, but, but like literally dead ass. But dead ass. He's not lying. You're killing people. Wear the mask. <laughs> but Verona is not over. It's not. it's not going away anytime soon. It doesn't mm. matter if you think it's a government plot. It don't matter what you think it is. It's still here. So protect yourself. Um, if you're protesting, um, you know, I mean, if it's for a just cause, do what you got to do. Um, and yeah, I ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing else to say. I mean, I, I might slander next week, but this week I am not slandering. Um, but again, last but not least, really want to thank Lamar for coming on here, talking about Captain Zero, giving us a 911. Also, be, be getting into his Cutting Edge Studios, two things you will be following very closely. Again, um, his links will be on our description. Also, uh, you know, we always try to you know post as much as we can about the people we follow and the people we support on our Twitter pages. So, um, on our Twitter page, so uh, always, you know, it, it he'll, he'll, his work when stuff gets uh, put out, we will put it, we will put it down um, on our page, and you can follow him then, or you know, I mean, whatever you want to do, we'll follow him then and keep up with his thing. Um, Keep up with his animation and everything that he's doing. Uh, but yeah, but we want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for accepting to come on, and can't wait thank to have you, you on again once Captain Zero is out, or once we I have more information about yeah and all of that. Um, but yeah, thank you for yeah, sure. Thank you guys, you guys are amazing. But that's all we have for today. Until next week, thank y'all for listening. You know, rate us, whatever you want to do. You know, what I mean, rate us, give us a. A comment on Apple Music or whatever, whatever's going on. And uh yeah, that's it. Peace out. Say bye, people. Gosh, I always I y'all say goodbye. I always gotta tell everybody bye. say bye. Why? Like to say bye. bye. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh. <laughs>